66 years ago today, the home alarm was brought out. No amount of alarms could have helped our Cleveland Browns today against the refs stealing it from us. It is what it is. Let's move on. It's our time for our show. It's Orange is the New Browns podcast. Welcome back to the Orange is the New Browns podcast. Here we are again. Yeah, we're here. After another loss. We don't go away. We're still here. We're still here. It wasn't a bad loss like Monday night though. So that was It was a, a better it was a better loss, a but I, I'm loss. tired of I'm tired of talking about losses. Tired of them. Tired. It's only four of them though. Can I go to sleep on this podcast? No, nah, I mean you're the recording guy, so I wouldn't I wouldn't trust that. Okay. Are you sure? Yeah. I mean I could lean against one mic like this and we'll yeah. just call it a day. No, it wouldn't work. No? Okay. So uh let's break down this game. It was pretty uh there were some really good highlights and then some really bad moments like the loss. I mean, the loss is part of the bad moments. There's more bad moments in there. Um, it doesn't help that we're playing – not only are we playing Seattle, but we had to play the black and whites too in the second half. First half wasn't that bad for officiating. Second half, it, it's like they forgot who they were, what they were doing. And the refs had mental mistakes. A blindside block that was a straight-up block where the defensive guy actually – caused the actual impact and ran into him, not going backwards. The catch for DK Metcalf that wasn't a catch, they called it the catch there at the end of the fourth quarter. He had a, the ball was dropped before he could actually even get out of the out of there. Then we had the uh, I'd say ticky tack fouls for uh Greg Robinson on the edge. Barely pulled the guy's jersey, but you see Miles Garrett get tackled in the back but they'll throw any holy billies against him. Yeah, multiple times. Multiple times. But mental mistakes made our this is this is us this is just we're a mental game. Freddie Kitchen said it this week that we're a roller coaster. And it's not a fun roller coaster. When I think of roller coasters, I'm saying we we we. This is not we. This is boring as hell, bro. And it's frustrating. I shouldn't have my blood pressure raised up, Freddie. And play calling was better, much better. Wasn't great. Wasn't terrible. Because when you're supposed to be great at play calling, you were trash. You're the reason why we lost a timeout because you wanted to challenge a Jarvis Landry call that you couldn't even see where the ball was at. Like, and the fact that we scored guy, during that challenge. Yeah, you should have just let that play go and let Nick Chubb score a touchdown. How I easy mean, is that? I mean, it was a touchdown. It was a touchdown, but I'm just saying Nick Chubb, Both there was no touchdown. point to, to challenge that. Just play it. Play it out. What I don't understand is, is I get his whole thought process on, you know, I'm going to challenge this play. I don't get the thought process there. At the at the beginning, right at the beginning of the next play, but he got the explanation that he needed, and then he, after he gets the, the explanation, play call. then we score a touchdown, and during that touchdown, he decides to throw the challenge play. Yeah, yeah, that is where I'm having and then, issues. Then when we fell the challenge, try to run the same exact play. Like you couldn't even change it up. We're on. Up. We're inside the one yard line. Our quarterback six foot one. What did Tom Brady do on Thursday night? He fell into the end zone twice. twice. He had two rushing touchdowns. Two times. You have Nick Chubb behind you. You push up and have Nick Chubb push you into the end zone. You're only eighteen inches away. Well, what I don't eighteen understand. inches away. Did you hear the commentary? God, by, it's stupid. By the moose. All right. I mean, I heard it. Daryl Johnson. Okay. Here's the deal. Here's what he says. Why on in the red zone are we pulling guards and tackles? Yeah, you don't do that. When you just push obvious, straight. When it's obviously lined up 
heavy package with the defense and just go at it. Yeah. I mean, Dallas did it in the 90s yeah. with him. Yeah. And I have to Tom agree Tom Brady with did it on Thursday night. Yeah. Reason they, I mean, the reason they took over that game was him scoring two touchdowns. Yeah. On the one-yard line. I mean, the guy just – I mean, just, I mean, he's doing fantastic on my fantasy team. It's just – it's so frustrating. And that wasn't even – like, that was a frustrating thing because of Freddie Kitchens. Then in the first half, you have Baker Mayfield, who we're supposed to be doing – you know, this is the understanding part of it. This You're growing. This is your second year, your 20th game, or whatever it is. You have to recognize we don't need to leave clock. We don't need to leave any time left on that clock for Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson is a very much a Drew Brees Jr. when it comes to time management. So at that point, you have 100, you get one minute and 48 seconds left. Your clock's ticking. You have 25 seconds left on the play clock. Dial it back. Don't run up to the line of scrimmage. Don't do anything. And then force a throw in the end zone. If that ball's not there, throw it out. There's no point to throw that ball to Jarvis. No point. And then you threw it behind him. Yep. Ball got tipped. Ball got intercepted. There was no point to that throw. That, that throw and that turn of events was on Baker Mayfield. That was not on Freddie Kitchens. You needed to slow the offense down, control it, take the time off the clock, and guess what would have happened? We at least walked away with three, most likely a touchdown where we were at, and we wouldn't have a two-for-one situation. Well, my question is, is again, I, I see why you're frustrated with the, the Baker call, but here's the deal. Who called the play? I mean, the, it comes down to Freddie Kitchens but who calling the a ball? pass. Who is throwing who throws a, that who ball? Throw, well, who is throwing? Calling a throwing play. I mean, it's not a throw. It's, you, it's the offensive coordinator, which you is have, our head coach. We're on the eight-yard line. It doesn't matter. But here's the thing. We're on the eight-yard line with a minute and 48 seconds left. You don't call a play that's going to slow down the clock. You want that clock to run through because you don't want to give Seattle a chance. Seattle's very good at last-second plays. They have great drives in under a minute, and they prove that. So Baker should have held that ball, shouldn't have rushed up to the line of scrimmage, and then forced the ball to Jarvis. If he would have just thrown it out the end zone, clocks would have stopped. Guess what? Call a run play on third down, drain the clock 45 seconds, then run up and kick a field goal. But we Easy as that. But, again, Freddie, Horrible play calling, horrible decision making Freddie, on the field. Freddie calls a pass play. I don't care about the pass play. I it's care about the person about, that's throwing the ball at that point It doesn't point matter. Time. It doesn't matter. It does matter. It does matter when you're that far away, you should have just ran the ball again. What we uh, had there, again. what we had there, uh, again, was Baker Mayfield forcing the ball for no reason. You can have, you can, we can blame Baker all we want on you that. You can't one, blame Freddie on all that start, play. It all starts with why are we throwing the ball when we need to run the ball? It's not, but that's the situation. We're the play in the red zone. The play call. Run the red, run in the red zone. Well, the red zone's Fred, the twenty-five yard line. Again, Chubb has so. scored multiple touchdowns within twenty yards. No, so I'm not disagreeing why are, that. Why are, why are we, why are we still talking about this? It goes down to Freddie Kitchens not but calling putting, another run play. But you're putting that play on Freddie Kitchens when it, Freddie Kitchens didn't throw that pick. No, he didn't throw the pick, but he definitely who called the, the play. But he called but the who play. But who threw the pick? He called the play. And who rushed the play? He called the play. Yeah, he called the play, but he didn't throw the pass. He called the play. Baker all, Mayfield has to understand, because I understand what you're saying right here. It all goes. Kind of annoying about it. Yeah. But Freddie Kitchens may have called that a pass play, but if Baker would have thrown that out of the end zone, guess what we could have had? Another play to drain the clock. Baker Mayfield forced that ball in for no reason. And it caused an interception. But we all are, we also and it's not Freddie Kitchens' about, fault. We are also talking about a second-year quarterback. It doesn't everybody, matter. Everybody keeps thinking that this guy's been in the league for multiple years. I'm not looking. He's still making rookie league. mistakes, and we see it all the time. The interceptions, the throwing behind the player. Let, let's just call it what it is. If you are the head coach of the Cleveland Browns and you have a running back that can eat up yards, why don't you go ahead and do something that everybody knows that you're going to do? You're going to pass the ball. 
So why don't you just take your running back and feed him the ball again, make it two running plays in a row, and let that off of your quarterback's shoulder? It won't be off his shoulder. It would have been because if they don't make that play, he's going to force it. It wouldn't matter. He's going to force. He's going to force it the next play anyways. Yeah, and he's so what's the difference? Either incomplete or incomplete. So what's the difference? It's the play calling. It's the but Baker's the one that made the throw. You have to recognize when to throw the ball out of the end zone. You're at the point where you can throw the ball out of the end zone. When you're that close to the end zone, you just throw it out. Yeah, but I'm. I'm Russell Wilson's been doing that since he's been a rookie in the league. The whole rookie conversation. I get it. There's there's great quarterbacks and there's quarterbacks that aren't prepared to be great. Baker can be great, but he's not preparing himself to be great. He has to be better. Because, you sound very angry right But, now. yeah, because here's the situation. Last year, Baker in the red zone had 20 touchdowns to zero interceptions. Did you not watch that that clip that I gave you? I did watch the clip. You're putting pressure no, no, on no, no, a quarterback. No. You're putting up, a pressure he's on putting a pressure on himself. No. I, well, I agree with because you it's a little bit ex, on that. Because it's called execution of plays. Last year, Baker had 20 touchdowns in the red zone. You're not passing, listening. Passing with the same you running back. You're so angry right now. With the same, but am I wrong? He had 20 touchdowns yes. in the red zone with a, the you're same wrong. running back. You're wrong. 20 touchdowns here's, to here's zero interceptions. Because we, we can sit here and we can argue about this all day, but when it's it comes to an argument to, when I'm right. I don't know how so. you're right because, again, Freddie Kitchens called a pass play in the red zone when we didn't need a pass play. You didn't need anything there. You didn't you have, just to, force needed to, you didn't have to force up to the line. You could have didn't have to force an interception. Who, who's, who's a part? It's called execution. It's called game management. It's called and execution. If, and you, told, and you want your quarterback to be a manager. If you're not listening, again. So you haven't listened to a word I said. I just listened to you, but what your whole philosophy is, is that Baker could have thrown the ball out. Let me put it back this way. He could have taken a sack. We're talking about the game manager. Who is the game manager? The that quarterback. Is the, no. Yeah. Gr- your head coach is managing the how much time is left on the clock, correct? Am I correct? He calls the play. So he calls a pass play yeah. when he knows he needs to run down the clock. Why are we throwing the ball? You're calling a pass. You, what you're saying is basically what I when just When you said. can just run the ball, like I've been saying, but why for the you, past two and a half minutes. But why are you hurrying up to the line? It doesn't matter and pl- who and rushing, called rushing the play. It matters about so, who called the play. And who didn't execute it. Well, okay. I'll give you on the backside. I'll give you Baker. Who cares about thrown, the play he call? He could have thrown the ball out of the end zone. It's called execution. That's fine. And that's what Baker but talks about But it all starts off with the play calling. Every game, Baker's saying, I'm not executing. And it's proven. He has four touchdowns to ten interceptions. He has the most interceptions in the league. Now, unfortunately, three of those today were all batted balls. But Baker has to be better. If Baker's not better, we're going to be the same team. No matter what, those play calls are still going to be trash. But if you don't have a quarterback that's able to execute and determine what to do with that ball at the right time, you're not going to be successful. But my question to you is simple as this. If you know your quarterback is not doing well, right, then why are we calling a pass play during a run play? It should be a run play. I wouldn't say he was doing well. We're trying to burn the clock down, right? So – that's what you're telling me. No, what I said you is – You want to burn the time down no, so that Ru- time. Russell, Russell Wilson doesn't – What I said, you don't need to hike the ball so fast. The play call is going to be the play call. It's going to be a pass play anyway. But you don't have to run up to the line of scrimmage, check the play, 28 seconds left, let the clock go down three seconds. You have 25 seconds to snap that ball. 25 more seconds to snap that ball. What's it then matter? on top of the What's play. What's it matter? It's not a part of the play call. The play call is get up there and run the play. No. That's the point of the offense. His problem starts with the coach making that call when you could have ran the ball. Disagree. Because what happens when you run the ball and you don't make it into the end zone? I mean, the play call still goes. It still the goes. Cl- the clock still runs, right? It still goes. 
So mine goes right back to, I, I totally understand what you're talking about execution, but at the same time, if you it's can't all execute, you're not about the play calls. I mean, obviously he did it down on the other end. Later on in the game, Freddie Kitchens throwing the challenge flag. It just proves to me that, again, he's calling bad calls. And why is he play, doing bad calls? Because he is not a head coach. He's a head coach that's a rookie head coach, and he's using no offensive coordinator instead of paying attention to the game. If he wants to fix this offense, he needs to release the playbook to his offensive coordinator. He needs to allow him to make calls. Yeah. And if he wants to change a play, he's more than welcome to. You know why? Because he's a head coach. But here's the problem. When you do what you did in at that at that instance, you know that you have a rookie quarterback that is got nine interceptions at that point and only four touchdowns, and you call a pass play, and what is their main objective objective is to get the ball in the end zone and run the play. He's not thinking about clock management. He's thinking about scoring touchdowns. Our our coach is not thinking about clock management, and he's thinking about touchdowns also instead of worrying about the clock. If he wanted to run the clock down, he should have ran the ball. Simple as that. That's all I'm trying to say. Yeah. I totally agree with you on Baker should have thrown it out of the end zone. Baker should have thrown the ball, period. That's, that's the smart move. Or done what most quarterbacks do in audible. Yeah. If you see something well, that doesn't look right, which I know that he sees he sees stuff. He's made audibles that were smart audibles. Yeah. But why are we why are we putting all this on Baker? Let's not put it on I'm not on putting it on Baker. Putting, I'm, I'm, I'm putting, putting that, about 95% I'm putting that, I'm putting on that, Freddie Kitchens. I'm putting that instance on Baker Mayfield because at that point in time, there was actually true energy in that stadium, and right after that play, everything had a, everybody had a rock in their stomach. Everybody. There was no – the same energy that was put into that team and that's, that the fans in the first half was not even remotely there in the third half. I stopped caring about the energy because so. here's the deal. It doesn't matter. Everybody can sit there and we can play this 12th man stuff. I'm not talking whatever. about the fans' energy. I'm talking I'm, about the players' energy. The the players' energy is always going. To There's a difference between the third half offense and that the first half, the second the second half offense and the first half. Well, that second half offense did not play with any type of urgency and didn't do anything good. And whose fault and is didn't that? Ma- I mean, that's both. It's the coaching and the execution. I think it starts off so. with the coaching and ends with coaching, the coaching and the execution. Because you were up twenty to six. Yeah. The only people that can blow it is one the players on the field. Okay, not executing like you said. Yeah. But at the same time, it all comes down to what is going on during the game time. And that is the coach's job to be calling plays to protect his young quarterback from making mistakes. Is Freddie Kitchens protecting Baker Mayfield from make, uh, making bad decisions? Yeah. No. Yeah. And it's proven. That play is a perfect example of exact. I see why you're so mad. You are so mad. Like you, I saw how red you were and your blood pressure was rising. Let me tell you this. Zero sacks. Yeah. He had a lot of time to throw that ball today. Right. Okay. Baker Mayfield making that decision in the end zone is on Baker. That's Baker's fault for that interception. It's not Freddie's fault. It's execution. The interception because of Odell's situation, that is Freddie's fault. And it's also Baker because they're trying to force the ball to Odell Beckham Jr. again. We don't need a force place. If it's not there, check it down to somebody else. That interception thrown there because Odell got tied up with his own freaking receiver. That's, again, that's the Browns' again, fault. That's the coaching's fault. Again, we're, the interception we're talking, off of Dontrell Hilliard's hand, that's not Baker's fault. That's execution of Dontrell Hilliard. He should have caught that ball and turned. Didn't catch that ball. Again, it was thrown behind him. 
it was thrown in the in the area that you're supposed to. Yeah, that's a back shoulder like, throw on the sideline. That's where you're supposed to go with the ball. On a slant. It wasn't a slant. It was on the outside. It was an out. Dontre Hillary was going out, turn around, didn't catch the ball, popped up, and it was intercepted after that. Fair enough. That's all. The, the only interception that's on Baker, even though Odell, even though Jarvis hit the ball, was that one right there. That was the only interception on Baker because he shouldn't have forced that ball, and that would have actually ended in three or even hopefully seven, but it didn't happen. And here's and that turned. And here's the, game. the fact. Yeah, I don't think it turned the game. That turned the game. The tur- did, did, did we the turning the game is is the fact that they didn't win. Period. No, we turned the game after that. I don't know what the difference is between turning a game and just not flat out winning. You're up twenty to six. It's on the team. It's on the coaching. It's on everybody. We can sit here and Monday night money quarterback this to death. But the fact is, is the game plan and the stupid mental mistakes between the players and the coaching. More on the coaching on this. I feel like on this. I would game. disagree with you there. I don't understand how you don't disagree because the coaching cost a touchdown. So do the players. They scored 20 points, and so. that's that's all they scored. I'm going to tell you this. So did the players. I don't know. I don't know where you're talking about that. Okay, you can go up in the second quarter. You're talking about one time. play. You're, yeah, but you're talking about one play that was yet. a bad coach's decision. Then you have a drive before that to Odell Beckham where you're forcing the ball. Didn't have to force it there. That's another drive, and we were actually in field goal range there. That's more points left off the board. So, yes, it was the players. Yeah, Freddie Kitchens had one bad situation in the red zone, and that was a horrible situation throwing that challenge flag. Should have just let it go, and Nick Chubb would have scored a touchdown. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Are we, but at that same are we instant, really surprised, though? But in, in that same instance, that drive ended at the one where Seattle started at the one. Seattle didn't move the ball. Defense made a good stand. Punter had a bad punt. We scored just in a matter of two minutes. So we got a touchdown right back. Right. So that even though that didn't really truly affect it, it did. But we honestly had a defensive stand that turned the game better for us. The second quarter play took the energy out of the team and the fans, and it changed the way the game was played. I guess because we were played, we we're starting to play scared there. Because if we would want went up there and held Seattle to nothing at halftime, where it's twenty-seven or whatever, it would have been twenty-seven to twelve. Different energy. We're twenty to eighteen. Seattle gets the ball. We have a good stand. It didn't matter because the offense wasn't doing their job. Man, so play calling, yes. I think you're gonna. I think we're gonna be a fifty-fifty on this. So I mean, I I'd I say think you should. I think you should go ahead and tweet it and see because this is this is an interesting thing because you're saying players, I'm saying coaching. Mostly everybody's saying both. <laughs> it's about fifty-fifty. Yeah, you know, I mean everybody's saying both. Yeah, it's both. Mean, yes, there's play. There's play calling. The play calling was better though. So tell compared me this to, compared to the 49ers, our play calling was much better. You're the GM, of the Browns. I'd fire. What do you do? Kitchens. I would never even hire Freddie Kitchens, honestly. Wow. So I would actually, I would actually hire an experienced head coach in the NFL. So you would have bypassed on, on. Uh, I wouldn't hired Greg Williams either. Right. Yeah. So who the would the you? Players have? didn't like him. Well, yeah. So obviously, Demarius Randall said he'd want to trade. You know, the the coach that deserved the best chance was Kingsbury. We should have just hired Kingsbury. Like wow. That's a joke, by the way. <laughs> I would hope that'd be a joke. But the the whole situation is that. We gave a chance to – we're giving a chance to Freddie, who's never coached this type of way in the NFL. Yes, you're right. His play calling is suspect. It's more suspect in a few of the other games than it is in this game. This game was about execution, and our players did not execute. Yeah, lots, even the lots of personal fouls. And then, yeah, lots of personal fouls, and then stupid penalties that shouldn't even have been there. I mean, the the, intercept, the, the challenge a, play – here's the play that should have been challenged. The interference in the end zone against Kerry that wasn't there – 
Could have been challenged. Could have been challenged. The, it was video evidence that he didn't do anything. That I didn't totally do agree. anything. Right. Video evidence, and he didn't change that. No. Easiest challenge flag right there. You had no cons- conclusive look at the Jarvis Landry thing, and that's what you're going to challenge. So my qu- my question is: is oh, is it me off. is it is it Freddie is it Freddie's fault, or is it the rest of his coaching staff that's not telling him to challenge this stuff? I, I mean, I, most every because I don't have understand the booth. Yeah, most, that's what I was everybody saying. has a some. There's a certain person that says, "Hey, you need to review this." Right. But at the same point in time, we have a coach. Is and that this goes the off same guy point, that's telling him to to throw the challenge flag during a during the uh, Landry? Uh, that one, I think, is Freddie. That's what I'm trying to say. Is that's Freddie Kitchens? For me, it feels like Freddie Kitchens is the one that decides. He hears something in the, in the crowds, and he's like, "Oh, I'm gonna throw it." So the 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 fans were like, "That should have been a touchdown," and he's like, "Oh, Freddie Kitchens, I'm gonna throw the balls and make the fans excited." The fans were so excited when that ball, that challenge flag went out, and there and it was like, "Why? Why were you excited about the challenge flag? It shouldn't have been there." I I think I think we're we're two and four. Okay, we're we beat we beat the Ravens. We beat the Jets. We should have beat, obviously, the, Rams. the Seahawks and the Rams, both yeah. both and the both, Titans and the Titans. So. Well, and the Titans was a big blowout, but I thought w- we were in the game three you know, quarters. It's it's pretty bad. So you're saying we probably shouldn't have hired Freddie Kitchens as our co- our coach. Mm-hmm. I'm saying I don't necessarily know what's best for this team right now, other than they have to clean up their act on the field. Yep. I mean, Miles Garrett was set off sides and then gets a gets his penalty. We got the Burnett thing that uh, I, it was definitely a horse collar because based on what the rule the is, rule, but it wasn't really. A but thing. it wasn't a horse collar. Uh, you're going to get called on stuff like that. Those little ticket. You had three personal fouls or three major fouls on that last drive of the Seah- uh, Seahawks when we were up by three. Mm-hmm. So. My 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 question is why why are we not calling a timeout and regathering? Yeah, Freddie Kitchens needs to gather that defense and say clean it up. Yeah, but he didn't do that either. No, he didn't. I would rather waste a timeout to stop the stop the bleeding because it, to me it, that last drive was it was bleeding all over the place after that third. Mm-hmm. I, 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 to me, after the second one, I would have probably called a timeout. Yeah, and said all right, settle down, let's get things started correctly. Let's make things work. I mean, Kerry can't do everything on uh, on his own. I mean, but the tackling, the missed tackling on defense, I mean, defense was, was defense was suspect in the second like, half. It's like watching bumper cars, man. That's it all really they, was. They weren't even wrapping up. But you know, I have to go with. Uh, I I can see where you're saying that the the energy was let out by that one play. I wasn't. My energy has been let out since last Monday. Uh, the 49ers game t- was the 49ers game. It, it was a 49ers game, and, and I know that we have to move on and, and move past this. But the I've been Eagles, thinking about. The I've been Eagles thinking, said, "Get over it." Yeah. Well, I'm sitting here thinking about things, and I'm like, "How do you fix that?" Right? And then they come out and they look great, and I'm like, "I'm just, you know, I, I stayed. Uh, believe it or not, I didn't yell at all this game. Really? Yeah. Well, that means you weren't in the game then. I was. I watched the entire game. Didn't yeah. move practically. Well, I'm saying you just weren't in the game. I just wasn't like. I didn't know, you know. I, I I think I think my this was an off week for me when it comes to you know being super motivated for him. Yeah. But I was still pulling for him. I was still hoping that we were going to get that win. And then unfortunately, it's just like mm, we got a shot of reality again. This team is not as good as we thought they were. I think they're better, but it's pure execution and. Just being able to put the players exactly. in the right position. 
No, I mean, but so, that's what I mean. Yeah. Like, we are our worst enemies. Yeah, we are. And Jarvis Landry said that this week. We're just not as good as we thought. Uh, we exactly. So. Exactly. And, you know, before the game, we always tweet out the five keys of victory. And let me just throw out these. So, we had one. And these are very, like, you know, I, I went through this week and I said, here's how we beat the Seahawks. This is how we beat them. It's very simple, but it's very just to the point. And we didn't do most of them. Contain Wilson from making plays outside of the pocket. Not happening. So we didn't contain him. We got a few sacks. We got three sacks on him. But when he moved, he was able to move the zones, and then he got the lanes, and he he threw two touchdown passes because of that. Run and run a lot with Chubb. We did run a little bit more with Chubb. We had 20 20 attempts. We should have had like 35. He had a 6.1 average. I don't care if that's anything. 6.1 average, give the man the ball. Hell, I don't give care if it drops to 4.2. You're taking time off the clock. And you're controlling the game. If you're controlling the run game, you're controlling the game. The 49ers did that to us last week. 275 yards rushing on us. If we controlled that run game better, especially in the second half, we'd have had a better chance. But we didn't do that. Three, and this this killed me and Molly laughed at me because I said, this was my third point. That I even said it after the play. Don't force the ball to OBJ, but game plan for him with better routes. And I said, this was my third point. And on that third point, and she starts laughing because she's like, yeah, like they're actually listening to you. I said, hey, I'm an extension of the Browns organization. <laughs> you know, I personally, I feel like I'm an extension. As a fan, we are extensions of this organization. Exactly. Without the fans, they don't have anything. But with Molly, she laughed at me because I was like, this is my third point. This is the third point. This is the third key to our victory was don't force it to them. And we forced it to them, caused an interception, ruined that drive. Four, Baker needs to calm down. Didn't calm down. He had a, good, a few good drives. But when it mattered the most, he didn't make the good plays. Suspect to the play calls, but at the same point in time, didn't make the good plays when he needed to. Also, don't give up the big plays. The only thing that we didn't do. There's no big plays. No huge big plays that they did. No. So, And Seattle's known for 40-plus to 50-yard touchdown passes every single game. They didn't have that this week. I don't know if you if you noticed this, but very, fast, very first pass that was thrown to OBJ was dropped. Yeah. Simple pass. Yeah, it was. Uh, he it dropped. Was he dropped. It was there. Few of them. It was in his hand. He had, three, he had three pass drops. And once again, we're trying to figure out what's wrong with our team. So, where do we go from here? How do we end it? We have a bye week, man. We get a bye week. We get a bye week. You get things to figure out. We get to figure out with uh, Baker. And we start off with New England. Yeah. Well, you know, New England is very suspect, though. They. I, uh, they I didn't struggle. know a six a six and zero team is suspect. They struggle against the Bills. Okay. They struggle against the Bills. And even had, you know, Josh Allen knocked out of that game with a concussion. And the Bills still had a chance during that game. So that says something. During this week's Thursday game, I forget who they even played. But they played somebody. They had to. I don't even remember who they played. Are you talking about New England? New England versus somebody. The Giants. Yeah. The Giants. Giants. It's the Giants. Yeah. Okay. The Giants defense treated them pretty bad. That game, that first half, the Giants' defense was close in that game. But, unfortunately, Dayton Dimes and the Giants' offense was trash. Yeah. So, I mean, they had 90 people, like, injured off the offensive line. Not the offensive line, Sterling Shepard and all those other guys. All the offensive weapons were not there. So, it shows that, hey, they struggle against the Giants. At one point, they were up 14-0. I changed the channel. I watched some practical jokers. Went back. They were up 21-14. The Giants came back and put two, uh, two scores on them. So, we can have those mistakes. Tom Brady has been prone to make more mistakes this season. So, and he's aging, and Josh Gordon's out. 
He's done. He hurt his leg. I don't oh, know how no. long, but he's done. Oh, no. So, and then they don't have Rob Gronkowski, so they don't have their tight end threat. All they have is Edelman and a, a few running backs. That's it. So I feel like maybe, just maybe, we could have a statement game in New England where that energizes our, you know, our after our bye week and getting ready to go into the second half of the season. Um, other than that, if they don't turn it around and we lose handedly against the Patriots, which most of the NFL analysts will pick that, I think we'll have a new coach by the end of the year. So think so, huh? I mean, you, we 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 were patient with Hugh Jackson, right? Correct. Extremely patient with him. And he had no results. So, and he had little to no players. And when they gave him some players, still the same, still the same thing. Freddie Kitchens has the most talented team at his disposal, and he's putting them in the garbage disposal and just shredding them because it's not working. He's not doing what's working. I feel like if we had a better coach here, a better play caller, maybe Ted Monken, Todd Monken can do it. Maybe if he gave the offensive plays, like you said, to the offensive coordinator, might work. But I don't know if it would. I don't know if Freddie Kitchens, he's already seemed like he's too prideful to that. So Well, and, and I understand that he's prideful, but there's a point where you have to you have to make a decision as a head coach. Yeah. Do I continue to play, you know, mediocre football and hope to win games, or do I try to get my offensive coordinator that has plenty of experience as yeah. an offense? He made Jameis Winston look good. He did make Jameis Winston good look if, good. If he looks good with Jameis Winston – Imagine, Again, imagine, imagine what could happen with Baker Mayfield. And Baker Mayfield's a better quarterback than Jameis. Should be. For sure. But as of right now, it's not looking very good. Maybe. It's bleak. Because when they pet, when honestly, they if, we, if we suck like this for the next two years, you know, we're tanking for Justin Fields out of Ohio State. I'm okay <laughs> with that. So. Wow. Well. He's six foot five. He's like he's like Antetokounmpo of basketball, bro. He's I, a, he's I don't. I don't. I don't even want to think about that. So. I think I think you're going way too extreme. I'm just saying. No, I'm just saying. I if, mean, we, if we you're suck, taking this, if we you're continue this to suck that way, if we no, I'm just saying. If we continue to suck the way we're sucking, and our organization allows that suckage, there's only one result from that, and that's Justin Fields. That being said, I'd love to see Baker Mayfield be our quarterback for years and years and years, generations. I want my kids to be 60 and Baker Mayfield still throwing that pill. That's what I would like because I love Baker Mayfield. I love his tenacity. I, I love who he is as a person. But at the same point in time. You got to be able to settle down and throw those passes. I feel like that you're hitting the panic button. I'm not hitting no panic button. I'm not telling. I'm not telling it. them to get rid of Baker. I'm just saying he has to put more worth into it. He has to execute better because to be an NFL quarterback, he hasn't done that this season. Since that interception, the last game of the season against the Ravens, he's not looked the same. Exactly. No, he hasn't looked like the Baker Mayfield before that. Everybody, everybody keeps talking about this—the uh, fact that he hasn't really gelled with Odell Beckham Jr. My thing is, is like he practiced with them during the off season. Whether it's the playbook or not the playbook, he still has some type of you know feel for the the receiver. There's my, some, there's familiarity my, there. my my problem is, is we're going away from what what Kitchen said he wanted to do last year. Let's keep it simple. Protect the protect your quarterback, run the football. We're doing a lot of suspect things, play calling. I thought the play calling was better. Okay. I'll it give was much that. better. Even the I believe I believe I believe the defense played as well as they could for four quarters with yeah. a dying offense at the second half. And I mean a dying secondary. That secondary is getting worse and worse and worse. Right. So. I mean and I don't know where what the deal is with Williams and 
and Ward and when they're that's coming getting, back. That's getting tiring. I don't I don't understand why they're even out this long for a hamstring. Yeah. I mean, both go down with hamstrings. Kind of sounds suspect to me too. But again, I'm not the head coach. That doesn't sound greedy to me. If I feel like Freddie's gonna going to pull things back the way that they need to go. Okay. He gets a bye week. We're gonna reset. We're gonna look at these yeah. last we're gonna look at these last six games and we're gonna go, those are done and over with. It's time to pay attention to the rest of the season. I believe that he can correct a lot of things and he needs to work on bringing it back to the basics. I feel like Dorsey is being neglected in the back. He's not going out. I haven't heard any news out of Cleveland for him trying to get Trent Williams to help beef because up that not. line. Because he's de- definitely yeah. not wasting any time to try to you know, thing he said fix the offensive fake line. Fake news was people talking about Odell Beckham's offers. I could care less about so. if he wants to trade Odell fake or news. not. We need to fix the offensive line. and it, I, That's the scariest part is that I get it. You spend all this money on going and getting these guys that – to me, I think we're suspect in the first one. Vernon, suspect. When you had a perfectly good offensive lineman that you let go just to get a defensive lineman that we probably didn't need because I feel like Miles Garrett is the defensive so, line and we got Sheldon Richardson, so what which would I thought say, was a good pickup. Let me ask you this. What would you say to this then? Okay. Okay. Go for it. Baker has top five longest time to throw the ball. True. Okay. But we're not running the ball for no. him to do those extended. I understand plays. that, but I'm just saying, like he ha- he's had the most time, so it's not like the stats are favored with Dorsey making the right decision, because the Giants, who have Zeitler, one of the worst. Well, you're also talking about you know what I mean. Yeah, well, so you're I mean, also talking about Pat Shermer. But people, we've are, already had him as yeah. a Browns head coach, and yeah. we know how that went down. But people are gonna say, hey, the the what you're saying isn't working. Nick Chubb is still averaging 5.3 yards a carry. I mean, he was that's a great. He was like six point one today. That's what I'm saying. But he's five point three yards a carry. He has he's top. He's a top five runner. Yeah, but the he problem has, is, is you just touchdowns. you automatically start going into pass plays when you could just that's what that's, happened. What that's, happened to that's execution? What happened to common sense football? If they can't stop the run, then why are we stopping running? Well, that, the the crazy thing was is that in the like I said, the play calling comes to suspect into the third the second half, so third quarter. The run plays that we decided to call in the third quarter were set up just to look like runs. Like it wasn't, it was like we were successful with the RPO in the first half. We were successful with stretch plays. But all of a sudden we lined up in an eye and we're like, oh, yeah, we're, they know we're running the ball and we get stuffed. Like it doesn't make any sense. Right. But once we set up the RPO again, we, we start picking up yards. We're picking up eight yards. We're picking up six yards. But once we try to do this stuff out of the eye, and even the goal line situation where we had a chance to not pull a guard and to not pull a tackle, but just to run straight, and it failed. So the play calling is suspect when it comes to that point in time. And that's not on the offensive line, unfortunately. That's on that's on the coaching staff. That is definitely coaching. And you talk about coaches, and you know, I was, I'm, I was mad at Baker that, that play because that play killed the Browns. That play killed the Browns today. That's my honest opinion. That play killed the Browns with that forced interception. But when it comes to the execution of plays, you, you can go back and you talk about the 49ers game. It's like the coaches were coaching a different game. You had Shanahan, who has a suspect line, who has not all of his starters. We have all of his starters. We have no – these are these are starters. Correct. These are the, the official starters of the Cleveland Browns. 
and he has two backup running back or backup offensive guards, one of them who was undrafted, and they made us look like we were the worst team in the NFL. Do you know why? Because it's called working Running towards the ball. But no, but they're executing in ways that take away the weakness of the guards. Well, he doesn't go it's away from it. But it's he a never zone. but he never goes away from the run. It's a zone blocking scheme that gets the defense moving. So but if they do want to counter anything like that, that's there. But even with a zone blocking scheme, every single time, unless that defense is able to stunt every single gap, which is impossible with zone blocking, you can stunt a few. If you miss that tackle, they're taking off for four or five yards every single time. Right. They counter back. 83 yards for a touchdown. We haven't done that. We're not countering back. Nick Chubb is making his own thing. He's the one that's seeing the holes. He's the one that's seeing everything. He's the one that's doing that. Our offensive line gets him to where he needs to be, and then Nick Chubb gets to do the rest. If we had an offensive play calling from Freddie Kitchens or Todd Munkin or whoever can do this, I feel like we'd be able to stabilize the offensive game where we'd have longer drives. We wouldn't have to force these stupid passes Odell Beckham Jr. We'd be able to play the game. And that would open up the game for the receiving game. That's it. Agreed. But that's that situation. And Baker Mayfield's gotten just you know we got a uh, we got an alert here. You ready? Yep. He's actually been signed by uh, the uh, life alert for his broken hip. He got he's fallen. He can't get up. So. Well, it was a suspect day. Suspect play calling. And I'm off Sus- tomorrow. So. And suspect, you know, quarterback play. Suspect all around. Suspect all around. Probably your so suspect is the Cleveland Browns. Yep. So, so the brown and orange. Let's just hope next, this whole week, during the bye week, that things are fixed. I would think they will be. I think we'll come out against New England, like Eric Mangini did with Colt McCoy and Pey- Peyton Hillis. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. Just destroyed that game. Took it over. Yeah. We should see. I, I think we have a chance to actually, in the next two weeks... Because we have a week now, we don't need to have any buy. This is not th- we don't. The players don't deserve any time off because they've they've lacked execution. The coaches don't need any time off. This is not the only people that need time off. Is people to heal, Higgins, Greedy, Denzel. All these people need to heal. It's true, but we have to be able to maybe capture some players that are out there, make the trade that we need to make before the trade deadline. And bring in the Trent Williams. I'm okay if we give him two first-round picks. I'm completely okay with it. But it has to be able to improve our team. Because if there's somebody else in the draft that's coming up that's better than Trent Williams, then I'll be pissed. So, John Dorsey, do your thing. Get something going on. And players, learn execution. You should have already been – this is, what is this, the sixth game of the season? Yeah, discipline is the game. We're still looking like this is preseason. Looks worse than preseason. That's what I'm saying. Like Preseason's first – First uh, series was amazing. Yeah, but they didn't have the what starters happened? in there. They didn't have the start. They had Baker Mayfield and the running backs, but they didn't have the starting running the quarter the receivers. I know, in there. but they had everybody else so. there, which makes no sense that Baker plays better with backups. Backups instead of the elite stars that that are should be theory. It should be Landry and and OBJ should be feared. They should be. And right now everything's suspect. Yeah, it's all suspect. It's That's all I got. I'm I'm done. This is the worst. This is a bad day. This is the worst. It wasn't as bad as Monday, but it was bad. It was bad because we were up the entire game and then we lose. Yeah, in the fourth quarter. Yep. Second half. That's what happens. Baker Mayfield's fault. So Well. Second. <laughs> I don't 
<laughs> Again, it's 50-50 on that. You know, I, and I'm going to apologize to you publicly here. I got intense there, bro. You did get intense. But Baker Mayfield frustrated me so much there. And, I mean, the Cleveland Browns fan base is all frustrated with Cle- Baker, Baker Mayfield. And before we leave, my last word here. Okay. My last word here. Bye. No. <laughs> no, it has nothing to do with that. <laughs> it frustrated me the most. Okay, we threw that interception. Yep. With two minutes and something, two, two and like two minutes and forty something, forty eight seconds left in the game, right? In the fourth quarter, the uh, Seahawks celebrated by taking like doing the the team photo, you know, yeah, the team photo, and then they started throwing trash. Like, I understand that. Like, I've sat in the dog pound, and I understand the intensity of the dog pound, but that's still a very sacred area for Cleveland. Don't sully it. With stupidity and disrespect at all. Seattle got lucky on that play. Dontrell Hilliard dropped that pass, and you're going to attack them because they get to celebrate? No. The people that sit in that end zone, you're just trash right there, and you deserve to get kicked out. And one of them threw, like, a bottle or a can in the security guy's face, made them all bloody. Yep. So be classy, Cleveland, even though it's hard to do sometimes. Be classy. We still had a chance to stop that game. We did. That's my last word. That's Jerry's final word. You remember that? Yep. Jerry Springer? Here's my final word. Well, here's my final little take. Go for it. I think everybody needs the cooler jets. We know who we thought we were. I think we can still be that same team. We can still be feared. But until we fix penalties and bad coaching, that is going to be our number two one and two goals. Yep. So whether it's penalties kicking us from the defense or offense or whether it's subpar coaching or play. Yeah. Until you get until everybody everybody st- that team has shown that they are still sticking they're still they're still sticking with it. Let's hope that they can prove that in two weeks when they play will. New England. I think we will. Let's let's have I mean we still have a very good chance on cleaning up the mess that we've created the first 6 games. Yeah. We, uh, again, we prove to, to us that everything that we talked about f- since April was true and correct. Yeah. Unfortunately, I mean this is the first time cuz we've had multiple guests on that talked about this team. This is the first time that we've actually had true organic hope because we had a team. Yeah. It wasn't like LaCharles Bentley, you know, going oh, we got out. a great center in the free mm-hmm. agent and then he tears his freaking patella. Like it's not like that situation. This is on paper. We've never had a team look this good. Right. But if you believe in yourself, if you believe too heavily in yourself and you believe that you are the best without proving that you're the best, this is what happens. You fall hard. And we've fallen hard the first six games because we've beat the Jets, or who are terrible, and we beat the Ravens. And that was a great game. That was the game that we showed who we were. And since then... Kind of eh. kind of like, where's the execution like we had that game? Where's the execution? And then to another thing, the NFL officials need to be fixed now. It needs to, it needs to be fixed all the way together. Goodell needs to stand up and say, we just signed a CBA agreement. Until you guys start fixing yourselves, we might start bringing in replacements. We're going we're gonna to disregard that contract because that's trash. These guys are, are NFL officials. These guys are supposed to be the professional officials, and they've made more mistakes ever this season than any other time. Apology letters aren't W's. Yeah. At all. Video explanations the next week do not make uh, make things right. No. 
because what it does, it lets the air out of the game. To me, I couldn't agree with you more on everything that you just said. Yeah. Perfectly said. Let me ask you this. Yeah. Before we go. Mm-hmm. So that f- that first run back from Dontrell Hilliard, kickoff return, 70-plus yards. I didn't celebrate it. I waited for the flag. <laughs> Molly was like, oh, my God, go, 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 go. And I was like, I'm not saying anything. I'm waiting for that yellow thing to pop up. You can't, And we, we talked about that with Eric. We talked about it with Mr. Metcalf. Like, we're, we're waiting, like, okay, can I celebrate this? Yeah. I don't want to celebrate this yet. So that's what the NFL officials have taken away from the game is, like, the excitement of fans. And it, like, it affected. Yeah. And we had, we had some great stops. Like, that pass interference on Kerry. That wasn't a pass interference. That stopped. And it shouldn't have been thrown. So, and the block by block by Landry. <sighs> suspect officiating. Again, you know, I've been saying it since the first year. Hamburglers, bro. Yeah, Hamburglers. Th- I know. I, mean, I we, love we, the hamburger. Hey, we said it at the first. You said it at the first when I brought it to your attention that, you know, back in what was it, nineteen fifty three, the first burglar yeah. alarm. Yeah. Right. This is a freaking refs. That's 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 what happens. Period. 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 They are burglarizing the NFL and their fan bases. And you know what happens. But we ain't making any excuses. No. Because we are I've the Orange is the New Browns podcast. And we're just, today, we're just telling you straight. It's I mean, we got up. heated. I got heated. I was pissed. He was mad. Still mad he was, right now. He was, he was super angry. But here's the deal. It ain't over. I just want people to be it's better. Not, it's not a sprint. It's a marathon. Like I yelled at the referee a few weeks ago in my soccer game. Be better. Be better. Be better. Yeah. So it's time for everybody to look in the mirror and say, be better. Yeah. So on that note, you got anything else? Be better. Be better. And we out. Bye. Always at the end of the day, let's try to end with a positive thought. No matter how hard things were today, Tomorrow's a fresh opportunity to make it better. So there's our good word of the day. Come on, Cleveland. Let's get that all corrected this week, and we'll see you next. This has been the Orange is the New Browns podcast. We out.